You are now listening to Couch Coach Live. All right, so we're back here on another Couch Coach Live quarantine edition. What's going on, Matt? Hey, what's up, man? Another week. Yeah. How's everything? Everything is good, man. Just chilling, you know. I'm getting, you know, still on my uh, stuff. In. Um, yeah, I'm starting to develop some bad habits, but everything is good, though. What's your bad habit? What you doing? You, you snacking more than what man. you used to? No, actually, you know what? I'm really not snacking as much as I would normally would. This more so of just like wearing mismatched socks and just, you know, just you know, like silly stuff. Actually, snacking is not bad, and it's funny, especially now we're working from home. I and it's crazy because I would always get snacks when I'm at, at work, because I even left my uh-huh. snacks in my cabinet in, in my drawer at work. Because I, you know, I was thinking I was only gonna be, you know, like two or three weeks, you know, if that we might be uh-huh. much before uh-huh. we go back to work as far as the office. And like uh-huh. now, my snacking is really has decreased, which is a good thing because normally I would snack away. Which that's a, you know, but just like little weird little stuff, but nothing crazy. And then of course now I haven't um, excessive um, buying of eBay, not eBay, but um, Amazon. I've been going a little too hard with Amazon. I yeah, I got my uh, mask coming in. I got my mask coming in with the ventilator. It should be here real soon. Yeah, I was trying to I was trying to find some real nice ones, right, with the little ventilator on them. Cause yeah. you know the uh, the regular. The regular regular masks that you like the um, hospital ones or the medical ones. Like mm-hmm. I work, I'm sorting mail, so it's already dusty. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, you get to touching it because it's hard to breathe through it. And then I look at it, I'm like, man, I'm like I'm sweating dirt. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yeah. You know right. what I mean? But anyway, so I got I got some um, I got this black one coming. I keep trying to tell all my people that you know arts and crafts and people who got like clothing lines. I mean, y'all better make some damn masks. Right. You know what I mean? You gotta take advantage of what's, what's, um, what everybody wants. You know what I mean? Right. Supply and demand. What's calling for now? Yeah, because I'm going to probably going to be requiring people to wear masks if you leave, leave outside your home. Eventually. Right. It's starting to get right. that way. Right. Yeah, man. Uh-huh. It's crazy out here. Rather so than, another you know, week, be all upset yeah. and complain, I just try to just, you know, work between the lines, man. It just, you know, when you don't let stuff bother you and you just say, hey, at least I could do this, this, and that, little do yeah. people know, they would probably take their hands off. Like, people want to be free, right? I'm yeah. like, okay, they're explaining to you why they're making these rules. And it's because some people just don't care. You know what I mean? So you, they can't even trust you enough to do what you're necessarily supposed to do so they can take care of everything. You know what I mean? So for me, I just try to, okay, at least I can go to a grocery store. At least some grocery stores still stay open. At least I can go get me some carryout. And shout out to all the, the restaurants that, that, you know, got the hazardous cones and making their own drive throughs You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> You can still look. Yeah. If all your restaurants and bars, they even get letting people buy drinks and take them home. 
<laughs> right. Liquor. Which Liquor. It's funny. And this and and that's not funny. But the the I think I forgot it's the chair lady of, of Mad Mothers Against Drunk Driving. She made uh-huh. a compelling argument because you, the part of you is like because you think about it, you go you, you you take a sip before you before you leave. I mean, for, you know, on on your way to it, right? Right. I mean, I'm inclined to. I know me. I know how I be just with regular drinks, and I just you know you would sip on it, maybe get a few sips. On your way home, and this especially depends on how long your route is. And I'm so, like, you know what? So this, she made a compelling argument. She does, but like again, this is about people that's supposed to be mature. Like we human beings, we know right from wrong, but at the same time, we just feel like we have this entitlement. Well, I'm gonna do what I want to do. Cool. As soon as you take that sip, and you got some police officers across the street watching you, and you pull up, hey, did you take a sip? <laughs> you know what I mean? Then you, you know what I mean? Well. They said that we could do that. I mean, come on, common sense. You know you're not supposed to drink and drive. Don't do it. Like, yeah, they, it's like, okay, it's yeah. like this. They make these rules, and they got you on a chain, right? And they got you on a chain. Okay, I'm going to let you get, I'm going to loosen this chain up just a little bit. Don't go across the line. Next thing you know, you go across the line. So now you back to where you started. Now you got to be pulled back closer to the tree. You know what I'm saying? When you should have just understood I'm going to give you some freedom. I'm trusting you not to cross the line. You know what I mean? Yeah. So just do what you're supposed to do. That's going to be interesting. But, yeah, man, it's it's crazy. My my, um, my dude who looked out for me, um, he said that since they, you know, they're not supposed to do that. So he said, what's going to happen? This stuff go back to where it was. Are we going to be able, are, are they going to go back? And I said, it might not if everybody be responsible. If everybody be responsible, they may not. We was on the road. They would make these rules, but truthfully, if everybody was responsible, guess what? You ain't got to worry about the damn, you know, chase vehicle. You ain't got to bring it back at the end. But be responsible. But anyway. Yeah, and that's the thing about it is will people be responsible in that sense where that's where you've seen it because I think it's only been like two or three weeks and they've enforced it, but you think about it, like you said, if it could, if it prolongs, even after the fact, just think about it. Like if you go out to, you know, you go out and actually eat at a restaurant, get to sit in a restaurant. Wow, what a foreign concept now, and uh, you know, in, in yeah. April, and you get to a point where, hey, let's let me get a um, drinker to go. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, so, you know, we'll, and that's one thing where that'd be interesting. You know, going forward with that, but you know, I mean, hey. It is what it is. So uh-huh. another week without sports. We, you know, without a major sporting event. Um, so how did you spend the week? Um, how did I, my, this past week? Uh, okay. As far as the sportless week. You know, week. Well, sport, okay, sportless week. Okay, for me, what I did was, okay, like, um, I went to my dad, and I started thinking, we had a conversation, right? And I said, Dad, you remember this? So I started looking up on YouTube, and I was like, damn, um, this might even be good for the show. I was like, I, I, I said, Dad, you remember we were talking about this certain thing that happened, and I remember how they promoted Steve Nash so much, and I tagged you on it. I said he was two times MVP. He wasn't unanimous, though, right? Um, no. All right. So I remember one of those, I felt like Iverson should have got it. Because Iverson had nobody on his team, and they still made it to the playoffs. 
but they had um, but this was the year after he made his two MVPs, right? And he was, I this was I think the lockdown lock the the lockout year. Yeah, I think this was the lockout year. But anyway, when Robert Horry ran over him when he played when they played with the Spurs, you remember that game? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. When um, and I, my dad, that was a, my yeah. pops was like, mm-hmm. my pops was like, I can't remember that. I said, watch this, and we watched the game. And the Spurs was winning, you know what I mean? Doing what the Spurs do, it was a horrible officiated game, though. It was horrible. You could just sense that um, if they almost – they was playing mind games. And, like, it even – it was the most – everybody was on the floor all the time. You know what I'm saying? And that's mm-hmm. the type of game that they were playing where they was trying to trip people and knock people down. Like, if you really watch the game, now that we older, and really it's been time. And I was like, damn, I've never seen a game with so many people on the floor. Like, what's going on? And my dad said, ooh, Pop is coaching this. Look at him. You just, just sent some of the stuff that they was doing, right? And yeah. But the son just was younger and faster. And I just believe if they don't, they won that game, but if Dial and Stoudemire did not get um, suspended, they might have beat the Spurs. And the NBA might be different. You know what I'm saying? Like, it might have been yeah. – it might have changed some. You know what I mean? And then um, we watched um, – oh, then I, I – basically, that's what I was doing. I was coming up with ideas of games that I knew, series that I knew was good. And um, I looked up the number eight seed Warriors with the up and smoke uh, <laughs> of um, Mike Barnes and Steven Jackson. Mm-hmm. And then when I looked at that team, I said, oh, my God, even that Phoenix Sun team, they was loaded. They had Jalen Rose, all these different people on the road, on the bench. And then we looked at yeah. that Warriors team. I was like, oh, my God, it was 07. I was like, oh, my God. And they were the number eight seed, and they went up against the Mavericks, who was the number one seed. Oh, man, we watched yeah. every one of those games. So that kind of made me excited just to watch some um, – classic, good basketball, old basketball. Cause I was, you know, I couldn't stand the Spurs anyway. You know what I mean? But yeah, yeah. that's really my week, man. That's really my week. This is my life beat. Like everybody got their list poked out, but I already live like this. <laughs> that's all right. Yeah. Anywhere. I mean, I like to me, like it's, well, even at this point we got, well, yeah, the NBA playoffs coming this would have been this weekend. I mean, I just was like chilling. I was playing, you know, playing 2K mostly on Saturday. I watched Super Bowl oh. 42, um, yeah. the giant, the Giants uh, versus the 18 and 0 New England Patriots. And everybody thought, you know, it was, you know, that there was going to be a 19 and 0 season. Oh, I, I mean, it was, I mean, it was interesting. It was interesting, but I, it's funny. A part of me was like that Giants team. I figured they were gonna beat them. I, I know I sound crazy now, twelve years later, but I had a feeling about that Giants team because I, I looked at the, how they played them in the regular season. Because they almost beat them in, the, in that in that in that season finale. I'm like they play each other, uh-huh. and then the thing that had me tripping was I remember when during the week, Plexico said they was gonna win like fourteen to seventeen. And he's like, here go Tom Brady. Oh, we're going to score 14 points or something like that and just start laughing. I was like, man, uh-huh. 
And then once I tell you, I was like the Giants, and I was, and it was such, you know, it was a good game. And then I, I just, and it just took me back at the time because I remember this team was 0-2. They came into FedEx Field and they were pretty much facing a, a, a demise at 0-3. And that's when essentially they turned their season around. And it's just, it's fun to, like to kind of go back and think about those type of moments and go back in time, and you're like. Yeah, man, this is, you know, I remember when that, that, that the turnaround, where they were pretty much was dead against rights. They were, I think they, I don't know if they were 0-2, but they were, I think they were, I think, yeah, I think they were 0-2 at the time. They came to, they came to D.C., and they won that game, a, a pivotal road divisional game early on in the season, wow. and then from there, they carried their momentum on, and they ended up winning the Super Bowl that year. So, I mean, that was interesting. And then, um, Monday night football game. Um, it was the Packers versus the Vikings. I think that was from 2009 or 10. I forgot what year. That came on last night. So, you know, just little stuff, little cool stuff to kind of think back and remember. Because I remember that game. Because I remember it was so hyped. I remember that you know they had the commercials of. I remember they used to have the commercials back then where it was like a guy on the, on the subway, and he was like kind of frustrated, like trying to hurry up to catch the game, I was like, man, that's kind of like a microcosm of my life at that time where it's just like, look, just, just, just fast forward to 8 o'clock so I can watch this game. I'm tired of being at work. <laughs> so it's just one of the things where, you know, and I, and I remember that because I remember that was like a really hyped game, and I do remember like, man, you know, you got to be off this night because this is going to be a show. Uh-huh. So did you watch – the NBA horse competition? Uh, uh, briefly, but no. <laughs> briefly, but I really did. I watched Billups and Trey Young, and it might have been somebody else, but I turned from it. I said, I would not do that. I'm not going to do that to myself. And when I saw that, yeah. when I saw that, that's what made me say, you know what? I'm going to post this on Facebook. Y'all remember, I was like, do y'all remember this? Because there's a lot of people, I just don't think they, I hear what the NBA is trying to do, and that's cool, but I don't think they've taken advantage of the history. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is our history. Yeah. Remember, remember, remember these stories right here. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, remember when um, this happened. Remember when Isaiah hurt his ankle in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Remember, remember those stories. Remember when Sacramento, um, uh, teams and, 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 you know what I'm saying, Kobe elbow such such in the face or anything. Just, you know what I mean? Come on, man. Like, horse, come on, bro. All right, man. All right. Side, we on the right side. It's going to be a three-pointer. Bank shot, no rim. Are you serious? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it's crazy. Are I watched serious? it because I. this is funny. It was like around like eight, eight-ish, right around eight o'clock. And so I was like, "Oh yeah, that's right. It's come on at seven. So I was like, "All right, I'm gonna look at it, but I'm only gonna look at it just to see what it's about." Man, between tweet, like tweeting about it, and hearing people tweet and watching this, I really wanted to see the train wreck that was the NBA horse competition. They were killing Trey Young in that realm. That by far was like the funniest, the like the by far the funniest tweets ever. 
Like people were roasting Trey Young on that rim that he had. And boy, did they mur- they murdered Paul Pierce. This chick said <laughs> his his body was made for retirement. I was wow. like, oh, no. Look, he, he, you know what else? Yeah. You know, that's funny you say that. I rem- I watched, uh, 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 this is, go with this subject. I watched uh, the the IG battle, the RZA versus DJ Premier. And, mm-hmm. the, and Tiffany Haddish, she said, the RZA look like he's a pop locker. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, my God. He looked like Ozo for breaking. It is ridiculous. That's crazy. Oh my god. <laughs> That's and, yeah. And what made it bad was which people should know in twenty twenty you should not be recording anything on a iPad. Like <laughs> don't ever do that again. Like those are horrible like those are like by far the horrible the most horrible things that you can record something off of. Uh-huh. There was a and those that oh my gosh, and then it's just like it's weird because like Tamika Cassius didn't have no chance to hell, like all her shots it was this I swear to God it, it was like the most wind it had to be the most windiest day in Indianapolis. All uh-huh. after all her shots you see her win win. I'm like bro like that's that's crazy. Like first of all like she you know she was gonna lose. Man, that play, it was windy as hell. And then, like, it's crazy because, like, so then I'm thinking to myself, okay, so when they play this on Thursday, do you hope for better weather? Like, okay, so what if it rained in Oklahoma or wherever? But it's just funny, like, how that's just, it was just bad TV from the start. And shout out to Mark Jones. Mark Jones, I swear to God, he's he's a vampire. That dude looked like the same. Like I remember him from 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 from, from the nineties. Dude ain't never aged. He's like a vampire. He's like he's like Grant Hill. He's a vampire. Like right. I don't know what Mark Jones has never aged a day in his life. I remember he used to be on this show on ESPN. It was like an NBA recap show back in the nineties. I remember him as a child. This dude, this dude, I've aged more than he has in twenty years. Mark Jones is a, is a vampire, for sure. But it was a train wreck. I, I really want to see it because it was a train wreck. It was just the NBA. And I give kudos for the NBA. They tried. They tried. But like you said, you got a catalog. Ain't no, ain't no need to reinvent I'm, the wheel. You got I'm a telling you, B. And, and you know what's funny? That's the speaker that I was just talking about, the IG Live battles. And that's what it's really all about. It's about I got a catalog. The dudes that are battling are showing their catalog, and it's making people excited and ready for the next one. So why not? And I'm going to tell you something. The NFL is so arrogant. Like, they just know that they're going to be able to play. You know what I mean? They just yeah. know for a fact we're going to be on the field in front of fans. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You don't know that. And then, you know what's funny? In the NFL right now, that's cool that they're thinking that way, but they actually got plenty of time to come up with something. You know what I mean? Or just in case it don't happen. You feel yeah. me? Yeah. They really do. They really, they really, yeah, they really, really do. I, they got plenty of time, but they really trying to focus and think that they, 
And you know, I don't know what they're doing, but we'll find, we'll figure it out. If once people, if people start becoming positive, you know what I mean. If they start having yeah. workouts and this, this, and that, and people start becoming positive, you know what I mean. Yeah, Boom. I think they. Like, I then, think they. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then if think about it, you know, what if they can't have their OTAs or you know whatever, you know what I mean? When the summer start, once it start getting close. What are they still saying that we got to keep social distancing? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, but um, they have a, you have a catalog. I'm just saying you have a catalog, catalog. You got W, it's, oh my, and they not taking advantage of it, B. I'm telling you they not, to the point that we as fans got to come up with stuff. Shout out to um Jamie. Jamie bit 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 the bait, and he's he's putting out some good games that. And I wish I'm hoping that more listeners do that. You know what I'm saying? Twitter, tweet, whatever. Just say, hey, this was a great series for me, and put it out there. And let's remember, I'm, I'm I I know there was great Knicks games when they had Patrick Ewing. Maybe um, you know what? I may do that when the Knicks played um, with Stan Van Gundy when they played Miami, and Alonzo oh, Morning yeah. stepped on his chest. You know, stuff yeah. like that. That's entertainment. So do you know how yeah. good it felt that when the RZA and DJ Premier met together, my buddy Kenji was was sending it to his son. And then while he did that, the first he, while he was in the process of doing that, he looked up and his son um, actually commented on the battle. He, and, you know what I'm saying? Kenji lives in South yeah. Carolina. His son lives in D.C. And his son is watching. His son is what? Ten years old. You feel me? Yeah. So mm-hmm. they can leave that experience. So, like, it's people our age got kids or family members that you can, you know, that you in a house with dad or whatever, whoever around you, or even you, like, oh, man, this was a good game. And then you get to watch and you be like, man, <laughs> like, you know, the hell? You see some stuff. Cause yeah. I, I, that, I just think they have a catalog and they need to be putting more games out. That's just how I feel. Yeah, and the NFL has time because I know they got, you know, with a draft going on and everything. So they have time to kind of regroup versus like the NBA where they kind of do it on the fly. So it's just right. one of those things where, especially where, and you know, so, and the NFL is going to be keen with it regardless. I think whatever they do is just, they going to, you know, they just going to just do it. Like, I mean, they, and, they are, and they got plenty of time to kind of rectify versus the NBA is kind of dealing with it in its now. And you see the product of the NBA horse where it's like, okay, we got to throw something out there. Cause, uh, we, and, we and, I, and, and I don't understand that. And, and I don't, I just really, really don't, don't understand it. I don't understand why they'll say, hey, man, let's, let's do this. Like the Golden State Warriors won 73 games. You know, the Chicago Bulls won. How many games did they win when they, what was it, 72, um, 72. 71? 72. 72 games. You know, there's there there was some actual games. Like I remember when um, the Bulls played um, the Nuggets with Abdul Raouf, and they was down like 30 points. The Bulls still lost the game, but they they showed you how great they were. You know what I mean? They yeah. played like a zone and shit, and, and they moved Scottie Pippen. That was crazy. But it's just yeah. it's, there's it's so much games that they, you can even. I mean, NBA, why can't y'all just have a poll and ask some of the fans? Like, this is the time to interact with your fans. You know what I'm saying? That what you think some of the 
some of the games that we should that we can you know what I mean? And then yeah. do a poll on it and put it on. You know, and that gives people on e on undisputed ESPN a chance to really talk about something that's worth talking about rather than making up stories. You know what I mean? Like right now we really don't want to hear about Michael Jordan, LeBron, who's the greatest and blah blah blah. We don't want to hear that right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. I yeah, mean yeah, LeBron, I'm tired yeah. of it anyway. Oh yeah, and yeah, Lafonso Ellis went off in that game. I couldn't, I, I couldn't stand him for years for that. I couldn't stand with him for that. But um, yeah, man, it's yeah, it's getting a little crazy. But um, yeah, those you know these Jordan debates, I think it's just you know it's get to a point where it's kind of it's at a nauseum. But um, yeah, man, the NBA, um, yeah, NBA's got to do their thing, and I think it's just one of those things where it's just hey, they're just trying to do this on the fly. I guess they're just you know. You know, they, you know, this is kind of one of the things where it kind of just it kind of like low-key blast at them. But especially now we think about this week would have been the playoffs. So, I mean, yeah, but, um, you know, they I, I hear you. I hear you talking yeah. about on the fly. You're right. But at the same time, like, for instance, I haven't really hear any, heard anything about baseball and even hockey. Like, I don't hear them talking about that. Like, what are really they, are they doing? Are they doing anything? You know well, what I mean? You mean as far as content wise or just yeah, in content wise, yeah. Content I mean, wise. Not I mean, I know Major League Baseball, I do they do some type of MLB the show where I guess a couple of like players here and there, but I don't think they really do nothing here or there. Uh the NHL I think they're more news is just more centered towards like they trying to do something and um they're trying to find a city where they can play these games. But nothing as far as, you know, as far as content-wise, which I guess, you know, when you think about it with them, you know, they probably do. Because you can think about it. I haven't checked the MLB network or NHL network. Uh, they might be doing something. But, you know, with them, who's to say? But, yeah. Um, yes, it's going to be interesting, though. I think, you know, just they, everybody's just scrambling. And trying to find content, I really haven't. And this funny thing about it, I really haven't really haven't been checking um, with NBA TV because they might be having stuff. And I know the NFL. I know what we talked about last week that the NFL Network, the um, the Red Zone, they showing each day like the recap of of that. Like they showing the Red Zone all over again for the particular uh-huh. week. So the day. Might have been. I don't know what the day would have been like. Week nine or week ten. I think. I what yesterday was week seven. So I watched that, and that's the course, the game where we never got in the end zone, so we were never shown. <laughs> and we lost zero to zero to nine to the San Francisco 49ers. When we lost to the 49ers, when we were the only team that held the 49ers to to double digits that that miraculous season that the 49ers had. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's the first thing about it where I think more so like ESPN and I, mean, I guess with them, they're just, they're just, I mean, all of them, them and Fox. Fox is doing a good job of showing old college. I mean, Fox Sports 1, they've been showing some good college games. They show uh-huh. Michigan versus Oregon, I want to say like a week or two ago. That was a real good game because that was the – um. That was Michigan State versus Oregon. That was a real. That was a classic. Then they show oh, um, USC versus Texas. The uh, Vince Young, you know, uh, Vince Young coming out party essentially. So I think you know, right. they, you know, 
So Nick, uh, and then of course they're gonna keep the debate shows because of course the debate shows kind of one of the things where it's just like they, you know, they they gonna stay on. And I, you know, so I, you know, yeah. You know, there's a writer for um, ESPN that actually got left. Uh, he got fired yesterday. His name is yeah. Dan Raphael. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that right now this is more of an opportunity where I think a lot of these places are looking for some new also. And I hope these um, debaters, they probably think they're untouchable, but at the same time, they better start coming up with something new. Or they're going to mess around and fish and see some new young dudes that got a, a, a real personality that's, that has very good content, <laughs> you know, because – you know, I I can only deal with we can only constantly keep dealing with, um, you know what I'm saying? What well, yeah. basically mm-hmm. what's going on now? It's because it's looking old. Like, like, this the thing. Okay, the 2K. They had that this 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 gentleman. They had him on there, um, hosting it. But what if they'd have had somebody that actually had a personality? Like, yeah. uh, what's your homeboy from uh? What's the the from Showtime that was on YouTube? The dudes from New York. What's their name? Oh, you talking about Deuce, um, Deuce Zemiro? Yeah, they they irked my nerves, but at the same time, they probably would have been a little bit more entertaining to watch than that gentleman. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I guess yeah, they did that. I guess because Ronnie Two K is kind of like the face of Two K. So yeah, that's right. Why, he still yeah. could have been there though, but at the same time, every time it would go to him, it was just dry. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I'm just saying that uh, Stephen A., yeah, you know, because that's what made Stephen A. stand out. We would always look at him because he was so entertaining. Now it's just becoming arrogance. And I hate to say this, Shannon Sharp is on his way to do the same thing. And I think there's some new young, young, young guys that really got good contact content and really, really is di- a different style of debate. You know what I mean? Than what we watching. It's just, it's really time for some new. And I ain't talking about Wilcox, please. Or, or Weisenhaus, whatever his name is. <laughs> you talking about Jason Will? Um, you talking about Jason um, Whitlock? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, nah, man. Jason, please Jason, don't put him on there. Jason's just an old man. He's 52, man. He's like, he's an old man that kind of living in, 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 he still lives his life like his 80s and 90s. Yeah. You just, I mean, you could just tell any, anything, any, like, young up-and-coming or something that happens, it's just like he frowns upon it. He's the get-off-my-lawn guy of sports. Uh-huh. You know, it was funny because when you watch – this is the other thing that's a trip, too. When you watch those old games, especially playoff games, you're going to see uh, Kenny Smith and Charles Barkley. And you see Barkley is really not as raw as he was back then. You know what I mean? He was at, he actually grew. And one of the reasons Barkley was on there was because of his personality and how he said things. Like, I was watching the Warriors versus the Mavericks, and he picked um, the Mavericks because he, he was making fun of the, of the Warriors, saying he was calling them little men, mini-me's, midgets, because they didn't have no big man. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, the, because... Uh, the Warriors was beating the number one seed. Um, they were attacking Barkley. So Barkley started attacking them. And I was like, that, I remember that. 
that made it entertaining. You know what I'm saying? I just think right now this is a, a, like a – you just got to be creative. We being forced to be in the inside. So right now we just got to be cooking up some stuff. I ain't mad at them doing the horse thing, but to me that sound that seemed a little desperate. Seemed a little desperate. Yeah. And the thing it's about it, desperate. I wish if they all played at like Mike Conley's gym, that type of setting, I think it would be perfect. I think you being outside and then you're recording on a, on an iPhone, I mean on an iPad, just not a good look. I mean it, the presentation could have been a lot I, better. I didn't think they were going to do that. I didn't think they were going to be like outside. Then they end up playing mm-hmm. like. Like, I was like, why would you have, like, Paul Pierce and Chauncey, dudes that's retired doing it? Why wouldn't you get actual NBA stars? That's what I'm saying. And then if you're going to do it, you need to go. You got to get top stars, man. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, if you're going to do it, okay, let's really do it. Okay, let me get it. Or list. Let me at least get a player from each team. You know what I'm saying? Or something yeah. like that. Like, come on, man. Come on, man. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So, let's get into the XFL. So, we knew that the league was canceled on March the 12th. Then news now on Friday that the um, league is actually has been canceled and they laid everybody off with no returns for 2021. And now Uh they filed for bankruptcy. And this is crazy because this is something that every week, you know, from the beginning where we did, like, recaps every week, and now Uh we went from doing weekly recaps, league gets canceled, and then now, you know, the league is just, you know, is is gone, and now to a point where they filed for bankruptcy and pretty much the end of the XFL. How did we get here? (laughs) I mean, more so just just your thoughts of everything, just your thoughts on this XFL and well, and it's, it, I yeah. thought, I, I'm I'm a little I'm a little sad, and this goes in with probably one of the, another subject that we'll probably come to, you know, doing the show later on. But I'm a little sad because I just feel like, you know, just like now where everybody's at home, there's so many different streaming services, there's so many different, you know, avenues where people can play, and the more you know, um, leagues, the more easy it's for, for guys who may not have been good in school, maybe big guys, maybe athletic guys who have a dream to, you know, to put a lot into um, being athletic or whatever um, sport that they played. When there's more leagues, it's more opportunity for them, you know what I mean, rather than no disrespect to, you know, working at UPS or something like that where they actually get to do something that they, that they love you know, which is playing football or soccer or baseball. So having more leagues, it makes it a lot easier and it gives them more options. You know what I mean? Think about a guy who's been playing in the NFL for years, right? He's been in there probably six, seven years. And then he realized he got a lot of of things going on at home. Maybe he lives in – maybe he's from Flint, Michigan, and it's a lot of charity works and things. He got businesses there that he really want to take care of where he can go and play in the XFL and not play as many games. You know what I mean? Just, yeah. just, things, just things like that. Or a young man who goes to college and he needs to get paid. Like he goes there for however long he has to go there and he, he's able to get into – eligible to get become professional to play in the XFL. You know what I mean? And he actually can get a paycheck to help his family. You know what I mean? 
and then he might have an opportunity where he ends up going to the NFL. It's just I'm I don't like I hate that it happened. You know what I mean? I hate that it happened. From what I'm hearing though, they're actually selling it. So I'm hoping somebody's able to pick it up. But it's just this virus, man, has really just messed stuff up. Yeah, and this is one of the things where it just it it's weird because I they were the timing of it to me was just so weird because almost compared them to the AFF because I was saying last year where their biggest challenge was going to be March Madness, NBA playoffs, uh-huh. the the NFL the NFL draft, and it's uh-huh. funny how that time the timing of it where this was going to be like their biggest test was coming up in these next few weeks. And it's just one of the things where I hate when people, they act like they have a crystal ball and say, well, you know, the, I know people are saying, well, America really doesn't want, you know, the, you know, the, you know, uh, spring football, but at the same token, I don't care what business you have. If you only play five weeks and your and your and your and your league gets canceled due to uh-huh. a global pandemic in five in in half of its season, you're not gonna survive. Period. Point blank uh-huh. period. That's just like if any of these sports, if the NBA was just established in twenty twenty, they'd be in the same predicament. The NFL, all of them in the same predicament. This is uh-huh. all predicated on viewership. If you don't have games or broadcasts, you're not going to make no money. If you don't have butts right. seats, you're not going to make money. And I hate when people keep on. And that's the thing when I hate how the narrative has been has been skewed. No one could have been could have survived this. And I can't put uh-huh. it saying I can't have a crystal ball and tell people, hey, you know, I don't know how long the league the league might not have last another five six more weeks. Even even if they would have played ten weeks. But at the same time, right. token, they were robbed of that opportunity. And the right. thing about it is where they had the potential. They had potential. I mean, people, it was viewership there. I mean, it might have declined from here and there from, from time to time. But they were getting almost like NBA prime time, like Saturday night. Like they were mm. competing with that. And they don't have a prime time. Well, they do have prime time matchups. But at the same token, they were competing. And who's to say what the storylines that could have persisted during those five, six weeks that was that were missed? I'm just like, man, I hate when people keep on saying, well, you know, another another league will never come back. I, I disagree with that. Well, I just look at it from the standpoint of this is something that you would never, ever, ever would have predicted. No one would ever right. thought, hey, we were going to have a global pandemic. Hell, like, and I'll go back to say this. We did a podcast on March the 10th. Like, nothing was going on. We, right. I, thought, I, thought the, I thought the Ivy League was crazy for canceling their conference tournament. Fast forward, right. within less 24 hours later, the NBA shut down. The college basketball tournaments all across country weren't going to have fans in the stands. And then come back within the next day later, 48 hours of us doing a podcast on March the 10th, 
like sports shut down. So right. It's one of those things where it's just like I hate how people are just making it seem as if like, well, they weren't gonna survive anyway. No, they survived the first five weeks. Who's to say they could have survived the next five or six weeks? Because we don't know what could have happened. Houston uh-huh. could have been, you know, Houston could have had a great story going down the line. They could have been undefeated going in. They could have been playing a team. St. Louis, I mean, St. Louis had football right, back for the first was, time for years. Right. You had um, yeah. the main team, I forgot the name of them, I'm tripping. But the main yeah. team that was undefeated, they might have went undefeated all the way to the championship and lost. Because there was some teams starting to really get, starting to pull up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like some of them teams that only had won one game or, because it's football too. You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah. it might have been a, you know what I mean? Like how many teams, you know, go undefeated and then lose in the, in the, in the, in the, um, in the championship in college football? Hell, in the NFL. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was just possibilities, especially if, it was, if this was like the first season so that everybody was just getting used to everything they were trying out stuff you know what i mean and i think they kind of deserve to go through one season to see you know actually go all the way through it to see because there was possibility there and then again i'm, I'm pro worker i'm pro player i believe that once people seen it and see the possibility of it they'd have been like okay at least you have another these people have another option you know what i'm saying at least these people and it sucks, man. I hated that. Oh, yeah. Then me being and, someone, one of a wrestling fan, Vince McMahon actually put a lot of his time and resources into the XFL over the last years. And to be honest with you, his product has went down. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like you know, his um, WWE had went down. So, like, I used to go back and watch some stuff, and he, I used to always hear, man, it's because Vince has put so much – it's attention on XFL where he's letting people try all these different things and it's really getting corny. So I just, yeah. for everybody, man, feel kind of bad for him. Yeah, and they, and they kind of go the circle back around. Um, yeah, now, and back when I was saying where where you look at, like, St. Louis, the, the turn with them, uh-huh. um, where, uh-huh. you know, they bought 40,000 people into the, into the dome. I mean, it was a lot of other storylines that could have happened, and then, like you're saying, the other the, the players and everything developing, and, and definitely huge shot of like the guy like a DJ Walker that actually, you know, got a deal out of it. And I thought a lot of, you know, a lot of guys could have had an opportunity, just like PJ Walker that could have, you know, got to the league. But you know, it's one of the things where I do, I do, I can see another league like that coming back around. I don't know, it may be another 20 years, but hey. I mean, I can see it happening. I just, you know, it's one of the things where this was just an unforeseen circumstance that happened. But, um, you know, that's here, no there. So, speaking of P.J. Walker, the uh, backup quarterback for the uh, Carolina Panthers, uh-huh. his his famous, his running back, Christian McCaffrey, got a big payday. Uh, so, yeah. Christian McCaffrey uh, signed a four-year extension uh, worth $64 million. $16 million annually, which will make him the highest paid back in the league annually. Um, third third running back to have over 1,000 yards and 1,000 receiving yards joining an elusive club, Marshall Falk, and also our, our guy, um, 
Uh, I got from San Francisco, Roger Craig. And Roger Craig, so he joins that elite group. Your thoughts on Christian McCaffrey getting, a, getting that payday? I'm happy for him. I don't want to be a hater. You know what I mean? A lot of stuff going on, and I've seen, you know, when this happened and I did some study, you know, I said, what? You know what I mean? And I was like, you know, it just it's just funny how certain people get paid. I'm sorry. I'm not yeah. saying he don't deserve it. It ain't fair. But it's just funny to me how certain people get paid and certain people don't. I'm sorry. I said it. I don't care. Yeah. I, I'm not going to let nobody talk me out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then some of it, too, it just depends on who pays you. That's the thing. Where some people see people value, and I think it's just more so of just with this new regime, with Matt Rule, and the thing is one of the things where it's like they just did this, which then they deservedly so, but this to, this pretty much puts him as, hey, you are the face of our franchise, definitively. Bro, there's no there's right. no questions asked. You are the right. you are the face of this team. Yes. Right, right. Right, but my thing is, was his contract up? No, nah, it's I mean, because what it is, he he had two years left, so he had a four year extension. So essentially, he has a six year deal. Right, I just I just think it's man. I'm a, I I feel bad because now stuff is they they gonna be desperate. They play football, they are gonna be desperate, man. And I just don't. I, I'm happy for him. He it's so sad that how society is. I'm proud of him. I'm happy for him. But I, I don't think it's right because it's a lot of – and I understand. I know what everybody wants to say. Well, the other team, like, that's cool. And that's, and that's the case. Shout out um, high fives to, to the to Carolina Panthers and the people that's doing that. They're doing what they're supposed to do. But at the same time, I'm not feeling the rest of the league then because there's a lot of other people that should get paid. Hell, even my team because I felt like Le'Veon should have got paid. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And he didn't get paid. I feel real funny about that. I'm sorry, I just do. I yeah, just do. But, but that's the ruinous because he, he got his money. He got his what? He got what? Fourteen or fifteen million a year with the Jets. So he got his money. He, he, he got, got his, his money, money, but he didn't get the money that you know what I'm saying. He didn't get yeah. the money that he deserved. He, what he was trying to do is have a mark, open market because he he got receiving yards and and rushing yards, which that was what I was told about. Um, this this football player, that's what he was known for. He got both. And I'm just like, I don't know, man. I just feel it makes me feel extremely uncomfortable, especially when I saw some things about this running back. You know what I mean? I, I felt but, really – I hate to do that, but I damn sure felt yeah. a little funny about it. And you know what I'm saying? And then throw back off of that. Look at Dak. Now since Dak didn't sign that, he having contract issues, now they want to attack him and say, oh, we got pictures of him having parties and – this, this, and that. I hate to tell everybody, he ain't the only NFL player that's doing that around this time. Trust me. It's a whole bunch of other NBA athletes that's having parties and having them a good old time. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what happens when you don't you don't obey when they offer you something and you're like, well, I feel like I, I deserve more than that. I deserve this. That's yeah, crazy to me, man. And that's one of those where, I, yeah. And I think I'm it's probably so, yeah. <laughs> you know. And I see what the Panthers are doing because at the end of the day, you got to make this deal now. Because what if he has another, if, if he has another year like he has now, he's going to command more and more money. This is perfect for them because 
you're getting a guy at 23, you're pretty much locking him up until he's almost 30, to a point where we look at NFL running backs at 29, 30 years old as if they're dinosaurs. I mean, uh, I mean, it's rightfully so. I mean, and it's the market because Zeke got 15 last year. So it's one of those things where it's just like, it's just the market. And, and, and shout out to Alvin Kamara. Right, okay. and shout out to Alvin Kamara where he looked at that and was like, he, it was funny because they, they, he got a reaction when he heard about it. And he's just like, okay, okay. You know, and not saying like, you know, nothing bad or anything. But I know in the back of his head, it's like, okay, you know what? If he's getting 16 now, when, and I'm seeing he's still on his rookie deal, hell, like, am I going to get that 15, 16 annually? Am I going to get that? Where, like, I, and then I, you know, as I alluded earlier, I mean, he's in a rare, he's in a rare era, man. He's, it's only three guys in the league history that's had 1,000 yards rushing and 1,000 yards receiving. So the last person who has done it, was Marshall Falk. And I mean, hey, I mean, you gotta give it give it up to Christian. I mean, I mean I said I'm sorry, but I, I'm gonna give it to him, but I still don't think it's right it ain't right, Because that's just system. I mean, I don't want to take anything from him. That's why I said I really don't want to even I want to, but I still don't think something ain't right, man. You're supposed to pay people what they deserve. You damn sure paying this boy what he deserves, right? Yeah. There's a bunch of other yeah. players that deserve to get paid, too. You know, that's so cool that they're doing that, but it still makes me feel a little bit uncomfortable because if he was somebody else, would they pay him? Or would they say, oh, you know, his antics or, you know, he this, this, and that, or, you know what I mean, would they make some type of comment? Or if he asked, could I, he make that much money? Or he feeling like he deserved that much money? And he stayed, are they going to – would they give it to him? Did you, did you even know that they made that they was looking to pay him this dude this type of money? I mean, I mean, rightfully so. After the season he's had, yeah. I mean, so I you had an idea going, that that may happen. Well, I'm gonna put it this way: when anybody who has a, a successful season, I'm not saying like I didn't think he was gonna get it this year because I mean he was still right. on his rookie deal. Right. But the type of year that he's had, which. I guarantee you, like, almost, I think about, like, Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, I think he's got a year or two left. I think I think if, if Kansas City had the money, they would get it. He would have he would have signed an extension, like, yesterday. Was I surprised? A part of me isn't. A part of me isn't. Because at the end of the day, because especially now with this new, um, this new coach with Matt Rule there, and they kind of wanted to make a splash and kind of let you know, like, hey, he's our franchise guy, a guy. To get it that early is kind of one of the things where it is kind of – even though Todd Gurley was kind of in that same realm, he got money early, which was kind of like – we were like, okay, well, that's, you know, good for Todd. Like, Todd, you know, especially, you know, his his injury record at that time, injury history at that previous time, you know, it was going on in Georgia, had a successful year. The, um, his first two or three years, and yeah, I mean, hey, you you get it, you get it how you get it, and then, and then, and the sad thing about it is, it's probably gonna be Christian McCaffrey one of his last big deals because they're probably gonna run this dude into the ground, unfortunately. And I, you know, I hate to say that, where I think they're gonna run it, they're gonna run him into the ground, where because if he keeps having right. these type of seasons, and that's why I say it's a bargain to have him. 
there because think about it. If he, just like, think about it. If he's up for his deal in 2022, and he say, hey, he's had three years in a row where he's had that. Man, you be you probably be paying that man almost nearly twenty million dollars. <laughs> I mean, you think about it. In this in, in this economics, two years down the line, hell, it might be more than twenty million. So it's just one of those things where it's just like, hey, they got them at this. At, at they locked them up, which is what you're kind of supposed to be. That's what you're really supposed to be doing. If if they were seeing they were smart, they were smart about this, and like you're saying, it's gonna probably be the last major major contract because I, I I can he's gonna he he'll probably still be in the league productive, but he's not gonna be I don't think at almost thirty. And I, you know I, I'm you proving my point. I'm sorry. <laughs> in some type of way, you prove my point. It seems like they take care of theirs. But I, I don't like. I don't yeah. want to do that. I'm gonna be real with you. I don't want to do that, yeah. but I'm, I have to. Let's just be real, because the reason I want to do that is because you know, with everything that's going on with these essential workers, some people want hazardous pay, some people want this, this, and that. And I've seen this guy on on the book say that, well, you know, all this praises to these nurses because they're doing their job. He said, "Hey, you signed up for it. I don't think you should be. Um, I don't think you should be getting debt." debt forgiveness or anything when you signed up for it. And I'm like, what is the problem? What is the problem where people always worried about what another person or what a, another group of people, another person is going to get. Right. So I don't want to be that person. Yeah. He's like a cool dude, the whole nine. And I am happy for him. But what yeah. I'm saying is I still see something that makes me extremely uncomfortable where other people that know their worth and have an argument and they're not getting paid. And you're right. It might just be the team or might just do that. But what happens? That person say, well, I love it here and this, this, and that, but I need to leave because but give me a chance to leave so I can get paid what I deserve since you guys don't want to pay me. And I don't think that's, that's why I feel uncomfortable. It was in his rookie contract, yes, and he broke records. And then because of this, they are going to try to kill him, <laughs> you know, he ain't the biggest guy, too. They're going to try to kill him. And by them paying him, they are going to give him the ball, give him the ball, feed him the ball. You paid him that money, feed him the ball. Feed him the, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. he may not last a, a lo- that long. You know what I mean? Which, if that's the case, more running back, running back should get paid like that. To me, but that's what y'all doing. Y'all saying running backs don't have a long life in the league, right? Then y'all should be paying them extremely high in the beginning. That's how I feel. You know what I'm saying? Something needs to be balanced. You know what I mean? Well, Where a person – go ahead. Well, that's probably you one expert. of the reasons why they don't do that. Because at the end of the day, because you look at why, like, people get rid of guys so early because – I can go and get somebody cheaper. You look at like the receivers, like why everybody's so like kind of willy nilly getting rid of like um, DeAndre Hopkins leaves, Stephon Diggs leaves, because it's such a robust rookie receiving class. Where it's like, hey, I can get these guys pennies on a dollar. I don't even got to get these guys twenty some million dollars for four or five years. I, like probably like that. I can get these guys pennies right. on a dollar. Where right. that's where like where kind of where 
this is when you 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 root for a guy like this who is still productive in his rookie year, where he can get that big time money. Because you think about it, I mean that's why a lot of teams. That's why the draft, in a sense, is kind of you know why most people, in a sense, should become successful, because of the simple fact that hey, I can get a I can get a guy who can produce. I can have a thousand yard runner, and essentially, I can pay him pennies on a dollar for a guy who I would pay like a Christian McCaffrey sixteen million dollars. I'm not saying that I can get that same production. The you know a thousand yards receiving, thousand yards passing. I mean receiving and running, rushing. But I can give me a thirteen hundred yard runner in this draft for eight hundred thousand dollars, two million dollars here or there. That's why mm-hmm. it's a, and that's why you 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 root for these guys in a sense where it's like, okay, well they proved themselves during a rookie deal, and they're gonna ball out like because mm-hmm. I mean you think about in the beginning stages. Man, you're not getting nothing. I mean, compared to like you're saying now, when we talk about like Christian McCaffrey, where he's gonna get that money, and then I see, and I see like Alvin Kamara, like I'm next up. I'm next. Y'all gonna look and out for me, like right? And that's the question. And that that's that's and, that, and that's what I'm saying. He did all that in his rookie time. You know what I mean? Just, mm-hmm. And if that if you if you actually I don't. If you moved and you've done what you're supposed to do as a rookie, that that's what they should do. You know, it just oh, yeah. makes me feel uncomfortable. And it's a great argument that he is in those three three, three players. It's a great argument. You know what I'm saying? But I don't see – this is the thing, though. I don't see – I haven't heard a lot of people talk about this, that young man. I don't hear they really – like, one of the debate shows and all that. I don't hear them really saying his name a lot, even though he did this remarkable thing. I have nobody. Nobody. I haven't heard anybody say how. Is he the top running back in the league? Well, that's the thing. Where this is where, this is where this is when like the, the essentially the barbershop debate begins. But if you're looking at for a all-purpose back, yes. But if you're looking for a guy that is just going like a, simply like a runner who's just like carrying me on your back. And get this, it's no question it's gonna be Ezekiel Elliott. So, you know, it's one of those things where it's just like and then I think a lot of people really they talk about him, but then you think about it, the team really hasn't had much success. And that's another thing where two kind of couples with it because and that's due to new due to no fault of his own, where especially last year, I mean they were five and eleven, but you know, they didn't have a starting quarterback. For the, for the majority of the year, so you're going to struggle. You're going to you're going to struggle regardless. If you have Cal Allen, which he might be my starting quarterback this year, and you have uh, what's what's his face, Cal Allen, uh, what was the other kid from um, from West Virginia? I can't believe I'm drawing a blank. Um, the kid from West Virginia, Will Greer, Greer, mm-hmm. Cal Allen, and then there was another guy. If you got those guys as your your starting quarterback, you're doomed to fail. Um, But, I mean, the thing about it, it's it's objective. To me, it's it's just a classic barbershop argument because if you're looking at it from a a guy where, okay, and and it's almost like you almost, when you think about it, kind of go back in the days where who was the best running back. You think about, like, when we think about back in those days, like LaDamian Tomlinson, 
uh, Marshall Falk, Edgerin James, you know, right around that late 90s, early 2000s, like those type of backs. But, you know, mm-hmm. like Marshall Falk was, was pretty much having like Christian McCaffrey type numbers. But you, but people were saying that he was a good player, but you still ever had other running backs at that time that were good. Because I, I can even kind of lump Barry Sanders a little bit in it here or there because, of course, then he retired like in 97. But you look at right around those guys in the late, late, mid, late 90s to the turn of the century, whereas like, I mean, you know, you're going to have one person who's going to say Kish McCaffrey is a great running back. You'll say, some people will say Zeke. Some will say, you know, I mean, everybody's going to be, you know, everybody's going to have their differencing of opinion. But I think it's just one of those things where, and it's funny because I always thought Carolina didn't use him properly in the beginning, which, and that's going to be interesting how they're going to use him now. With uh, Matt Rule is their court arm um, is their coach, and then um, Joe Brady is their OC. I wonder how they're going to use him in in their scheme. So I mean, it's just, and then I mean, like he's not going to, and he's one of those guys where he's durable. He's going to be your, he's your every down back. You know how most teams have a back where it's like, hey, we got a guy on third down, we got a guy goal line. We got to, you know, we got, you know, in different type of packages. And he's in every package. So mm-hmm. it's one of those things where it's subjective. I mean, if it's one of those things where if I'm looking for a guy that's versatile, who can get me all, every type of dimension, it costs to be Christian McCaffrey. But if it's a guy who I just want to, like, essentially be like, hey, I just want him to, like, carry me on, my, on, on his back and just mm. run the hell out of the ball, it's Ezekiel Elliott. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's one. It's, it's interesting, though. It's, you so, know, and, okay. Yeah. So, okay. Hmm. I hear you. So, I, really think, I think Zeke, in my personal opinion, probably is by far the best running back in the league. But, um, but if you're looking at it from the standpoint, like I, you know, as I said a little bit earlier, it's 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 all about how it's prefaced. Because at the end of the day, you can make a you can make an argument for both, essentially. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got you, but you know, hate to say this, but not saying you know the great argument is, um. A great argument is that the thousand receiving yards, the thousand uh, running yards, but at the same time, the motivation I still believe has to do with uh, what you can see. <laughs> you know I mean, what I mean? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I just be it, uh, it is what it is. Yeah, I'm not going uh, too much because you know the other thing is that's one of the things that we've been talking about for weeks. You know what I mean? Like. You shouldn't even be – even Patrick Mahomes is a beast. You know what I mean? But at the same time, they rush the pace. That's, it's right there in your face, man. Like, it really is, to be honest with you. It's right in your face. Hell, Phillip yeah. Rivers got a job for years, yeah. but he yeah. got a job like nothing. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's right in your face. It's, NFL's making me feel very uncomfortable. I'm not the only one that's saying that. There's a lot of people that 
that gradually is making that is paying attention to it, and they think, hey, it's starting to look kind of, you know what I mean? And and it it's um I don't know if this CBA that they signed, like it gave them some power to do those type of things, but it just seemed like, uh, it's really starting to show how they really feel, what they really think, how they really care. Because even Zeke, you know, he paid Zeke, but Zeke, Zeke had to actually, and Zeke Elliott had to kind of like say something about yeah. it or hold out hold a little on. bit. That's he had to crazy. hold out, right. And that's what that's, I'm saying. You know, see that? Yeah. And that's why it I like me feel funny. Like, <laughs> yeah. And that's why it's one of those things where it's, it's, it's really ownership. And that's where, like, and to me, I don't, I don't think it's more. It is for, I think it just, this just solidifies them essentially. And I'm not trying to say that this is prematurely. He deserves it, but this is one of those things where it's like, you know what? We're just going to let people know going forward that, hey, Christian McCaffrey is the face of this organization. Essentially. If you, if you know what I mean. Uh-huh. I mean, I don't mean to be tongue-in-cheek and kind of being a little, um, how can I say, a little coy with it. But we know, uh-huh. at the end of the day, who was the previous face organiz- of the organization? And then uh-huh. now this, you know, this, this solidifies to me. It's like, you know what, set in stone, this guy's our franchise. And that's not, and it's nothing against, against Christian. He deserves it. But like you said, uh-huh. it, it didn't come with a struggle, which normally it would be uh-huh. normally would be a struggle. And, you know, so, yeah, and it's one of the things where it's, it is kind of, a sh- not shocking, but it's one of the things where it's just like, I, I, if it was in a different organization, like, it's, I'll say, I'll put it this way, if it was like Ron Rivera still there, I probably would have been, like, really, like, shocked, like, y'all paying them a little too early. Mm-hmm. But I, this is one of the things where it's like, the coach has got to, the coach kind of, kind of make, they need to, Bring in a thing, you know. Bring in a some type of, you know. It's yeah. If it was Ron Rivera, I would have been like, yeah, I would have been like, yeah, this is this is a little strange. I would have been almost like more on your end, like you would maybe feel uneasy. You think some of the fans were upset because Cam is gone, and maybe by doing this and paying Bridgewater and then making this move, it's just telling the fans we moving forward. Oh yeah, no doubt. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater before releasing him was basically like, "Look, dude, like you're gone. Like, there's no way in hell you're gonna be here. Like, you signed him before you even, and then you're gonna say something. Well, we asked him. Well, we asked him to seek a trade. Like, uh, you just signed Teddy Bridgewater like a half an hour ago. Like, like who are you <laughs> fooling? Like, he's not asking for no trade. Like, y'all made the move. Y'all, y'all forced his hand." Like, uh, duh, like, they seem like he forced a trade. Uh, you, you just signed a guy who led the, 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 the Saints to a 5 0 record last year while Drew Brees was hurt. You think he gonna, him and, him and Cam gonna compete for a starting job? Uh, no. Come on now. Teddy Bridgewater, they ain't paying, paying that man $60 million to be a backup. Come on now. We're not, we're not dumb. Right. Right. You yeah, got man. it. You know, I'm trying to be as cor- yeah. politically correct as I can without coming off. You know what I mean? But I, I yeah. just, yeah. it just makes me feel a little uncomfortable. Like it just, 
it's like when it's blatantly in your face, like, man, come on, y'all. Like, let's yeah. handle your business. You know what I'm saying? Like, why it got to be? Why you got to blatantly do it in our face? Like, handle the business, man, so we won't even have to think that way. But it's like, it's right in your face. When I saw who he was, because I, I had heard something, I saw who he was, I was like, this dude is what? Are you G-Man. serious? <laughs> then the person was like, like, hey, man, he's a thousand receiving yards and thousand. I was like, dad, it's been a bunch of people like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what's goody? Anyway, it is what it is. I'm happy for him, though. I'm happy for anybody getting paid. Get your money. Get your money, especially in these in these times. Don't don't. I'm also don't hoping like that, that it ain't symbolic. I'm hoping also it's like if it's not like kind of symbolic where it's like in your face. Yeah, we did it. What y'all gonna do? We got the power. You well, know what I mean? A matter of fact, and that's your, yeah. Who knows? That might be David Tepper and the Carolina Panthers. That's what they maybe. That's what their stance is. <laughs> Who's the same? But hey, you know. Hey, I mean, we said it. You, I mean, you can read between the lines. He deserves it, no question. But the time. Hey, didn't, that's all. Was it that's the all. Titans or the Panthers? Did something with an owner did something wrong? And somebody was trying to buy the team? Was it the Panthers or the Titans? Um, it's kind of like a little bit of both because I know the Panthers, they had um, the other owner before Tepper came. There was an issue with sexual harassment. And then the other one was Adams, the old owner for the Titans, because he made some type of racial comment. God, what was yeah, it? I thought it was, it was something, something with Buffy about... and Curry oh, was talking about buying a team. Yes, that's the Panthers. Yeah, because he was trying to buy the Panthers. Because this was after All Jerry right. Richardson, because Jerry Richardson was their old uh, owner. And he, I think... He had a couple of things going on. I know most notably like, it was like a sexual harassment thing going okay. on. And then he ended up was kind of forced his hand and uh, sold the team. Okay. Yeah. And that's where about now I kept on telling people and people thought I was crazy. I'm like, man, they are not gonna let P Diddy in the old boys club. I'm telling you right now. Right. And not let P I'm telling right. you and I'm not trying to I'm just like with and this just goes back to, to what we saying. You right. read between the lines, and we telling you something. And when did that happen? When did that happen? Because you know what, that might have yeah. been an actual. That actually might have been the end of the um, the old coach and Newton by the owner. That you know what I mean. That might have been oh, the really yeah, beginning yeah. of the end. Yeah. Um, I forgot all about that. He left in like 07, 08. Yeah, because he loved. Um, well, I put it this way: Jared Richardson, because ah, well, it was something going on with Cam. I don't know if it's because of the tattoos. I, it was something. God, I wish I would have knew it off the top of my head. There was some little friction here and there, but then they came to love each other. Yeah, because everybody loved Jared Richardson. Jared Richardson loved Cam and everything. Yeah, and then this new man, I think. I think it happened right around like 2017, 18, might have been 17. Yeah. Because, yeah, it had to yeah, be 17. Yeah, because we was at Legacy. And I remember how we, I think that was one of the topics and we were talking about it. And I was right. like, I was like, no way in hell that Diddy's going to be an owner of, 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 of an NFL team just due to the due the hierarchy and the structure mm. that is 
the um the the um the crux of it. If you if you can read read between our lines, and that's one thing too, right. where you you see how we're saying something without saying it. You know what I mean? Like right, where right. it's there, and it's just one of the things where right. it's like it's 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 evident. It's not you know that's it's not something strange. that so you know. So if that was 17 or 18, right? You said we was at legacy. legacy. So, it was so 17. most likely so it was 17. the end. It was 17 by towards the somewhat of the end, mid or the end of 17. So it's only 20. So really what they played like, that's, that, that 17 season really don't start. They played one season. So now we understand what's really going on, everybody. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? New ownership. Needed to get rid of some people, but he let them play out regardless of their of they contract. When the coach was gone, Cam should have been smart enough to know, hey, we're going to let you get you out of here. Because they don't want no ties to anything. They want to get everybody gone. You know what I mean? Now now I feel better. I feel better now. I'm being To me, I feel a little bit better now because now it makes sense. And, of course, make that young man be the face of, 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 you know, the face of, of, of the team because, like you said, he did something that only two other um, running backs have done. Put all the mojo. This is clean cut guy. Blah blah blah. You know, running back. He's a he's a football guy. What 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 Booger say? Oh, he's a lunch pail guy. He's a. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? So and, I get it now. Yeah. I understand. And I understand. not to and not to mention that he is a son of a former NFL uh, player as well. So. A lot of that stuff, wow. it just happened. And, I, and wow. that's why, yeah, because you never, oh, God, you never heard of Shannon Sharp gushing about Christian McCaffrey? Wow. Now, Skill, Skill, Christian McCaffrey used to be my little Power, power Ranger buddy. Wow. Skill, Skill I, don't, I know his daddy, Ed McCaffrey, his daddy. Oh, yeah, man. Wow. man oh, yeah, hell yeah. That's what I mean. Wow. Yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying. Where it all wow. these all factors are happening, and 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 with wow. the ownership, that's what happens. And we, you know, everybody's wow. familiar with ownership. Everybody want to implant their own, and that's like like getting rid of Ron Rivera, which thank God that wow. happened. In my end, thank God that happened. <laughs> but well, don't y'all want um, don't y'all want Cam? No, no, no. He ain't coming. We said we nah, I didn't say that. I said, don't I want him? You don't want him? I mean, no, because at the end of the day, I, I think we're going to be okay with, with, with Dwayne. I think Dwayne, the thing with Dwayne is he just, I, the thing is he got the tools. He he has it. It's, right, just, it's just three. upstairs. Oh, no, he's not. He's your RG3 senior. Well, the thing about it. him is, no, I don't think it's more so that, he has the talent. It's just more so. I think everything upstairs. I think everything is mental. Like I've seen, you know, he's he played pretty good in a couple um against playoff caliber teams last year. He played good in in Green Bay last year, and he played pretty well in Philly, where you know he almost you know we had a potential to both win both of those games, and that's you know you know with um with him at the quarterback position, I think it is more so up there in in. in just having that continuity, somebody who's gonna, you know, gonna believe in them, and every it's, it's upstairs with Dwayne Haskins. Like if this fails, it, it's mental. 
he got the tools. He got it. Yeah, hey, I've seen got, it before, man. Win. So you trying to tell me when RG three had done a division championship and all that, you wasn't uh, you wasn't wearing wearing the um red skin um Oh tape yeah, no doubt. And within everybody's no, face, no, no, like what? No doubt. Dude, we ain't, we 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 that's the first time we won a division since nineteen ninety nine. Hell yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I mean, of course. I mean, yeah, and then I mean and then you think about it, he succeeded with coaches that didn't even want him there. So that made it be like, wow, like, you know, that's a testament to him and as well as the as the, as the coaching staff at that time. So I was so like, Shanahan yeah, I mean, wanted, no. So Shanahan won him there? No, no. That was noted. Like, that was, yeah, because they won, like, they wanted, like, uh, Ryan Tannehill. That was who they really oh. wanted. But that was, um, that was, um, Dan Snyder all the way. Because think That's about crazy. it. Who, think about who stayed, who, 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 who left first? The Shanahan's before Archie 3 left. So, yeah, that's, that's how, that, that's how that worked. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, he. But going back to Dwayne Haskins, he got he he has the intangibles. He has the physical gifts. He just he just got to get his mind right. He just got to get everything upstairs. That's the problem. That's the biggest problem with him. It's mental. If he can overcome right. that, he's gonna be a hell of a he's gonna be a hell of a quarterback. My first. You don't opinion. think he's too short? No, he's good. I mean, he's good. He's good size. He's a good size. I mean, hell, Russell Wilson went five eleven. I think Dwayne is at least over six feet. Also, oh, now you saying he the next Russell Wilson? Well, yeah, I'm just saying, Drew Brees. I mean, I'm talking about guys who are short. Nah, oh, I mean, he's man. gonna be solid. Question. Yeah, he's gonna be solid. How do? Let's go with the subject too. How do you feel that Drew Brees already got a contract to be a commentator or an anchor? Man, how do you feel about that? Oh my! You know what? I'm not even mad about that. Like I know some people have a little gripe about that, but that's smarter NBC in because at the end of the day, whatever happens, they're gonna have him, and that's gonna be Buzz. And the ESPN should have jumped on that because at the end of the day, well, they're gonna Drew keep Brees the train running. Not, Drew Brees ain't ain't ain't, ain't Romo. Have you seen Drew Brees? Like he well, ain't. Well, that's the thing, and that's the thing where who's to say? I didn't think Romo was Romo. I'll be real with you. I didn't know I Romo did. was Romo. Bro, bro I did. come on now. Romo did Romo did uh, celebrity golf games and everybody. Like, he just had this natural thing to sell himself. That's why he I stayed so long because he was, wasn't the best quarterback, but he was so likable, you know what I mean, and so marketable just for his smile and his looks and his personality alone. I'm talking about a personality. Come on, man. You ain't never seen yeah. Drew say, baby, Drew Brees funny. No, well, that's the thing about it. Where, but Drew Brees, people love Drew Brees, though. That's the thing. Where, who's to say? And I didn't think. I'm telling you, I'll be real with you. When CBS signed him, was when they signed Tony Romo from the jump. I'm like, really? But then the thing about it is, once you heard the guy who made the decision, I think it was the vice president. And he talked about just the whole process because he he said, well, I really didn't. He said the very thing about it was was just simply talking to him. It wasn't even like an interview process. He just you know ran to him one day and they were just talking. He was like, man, you know what? He'd be perfect for it. So the, the Drew Brees thing, I think, is just more so of just 
I don't know what he's going to do. That's the thing about it where he might be good doing studio work with, like, you know, with the guys. Or he might do play-by-play. I don't know. He, it, could he replace Chris Collinsworth? Who's to say? I don't know. And that's like this where I don't know. I mean, the thing where, I mean, but Drew Brees is a likable character. He's a guy I think is almost when you look at it from the, from the optics of it, I mean, it makes sense because, you know, you have a guy who's probably going to, you know, when he retires in the next few years, he's going to be about one of the most prolific quarterbacks of all time. And then you're going to have him, at least he's going to be a ratings draw for the first couple of years. Just a simple fact of just who he is, who Drew Brees is, you know, in itself. And just, and he comes up, comes with that success. I mean, it's smart. I think, if NBC, I mean, it's it's a it's, it's television. You got you got to sell yourself. And um, that's all I'm know. saying. But you know, again, like I said, they always have things lined out for people, for certain yeah. people, and not you know what I mean. That that stuff yeah. is starting to bother. It's because it's right in your face. Yeah, it's right in your face. I mean, you know, and I know he, I know in our in our, He's probably one of the top quarterbacks ever, and I know he's probably definitely probably one of the top three in our era. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or eras that we watched since he's been in the league. But it's just, it's just, wow! It's just, it's just right in your face. But especially I mean, with that hey. league that had an issue with people, you know, kneeling down, kneeling down. It just seemed like now he, the dude who Neil got paid. Now it's just seeming like okay, all those hit, those certain people that gave us. It just seemed like. Anyway, thank God. <laughs> but, like, and honestly, and to kind of be devil's advocate, you really want to know who really started all this kneeling? It's probably by far one of the most overhyped quarterbacks of all time, Tim Tebow. So, yeah, I mean, to be devil's advocate. And he's, yeah, right. And you didn't know what happened? They didn't want him in the NFL. You know what they did? We can gladly take. Tebow to do this and that. Rob Gronkowski, whatever, Gronk, him too. Oh, yeah, he did this and that, or he's wild, he parties, and he do all these actics. It's so funny when he does it. When he do certain things, oh, it's hilarious. All he can do is funny, but But let Odell do it. Uh, Or or somebody else. He's a distraction. You know, I ain't have fun with Odell until he did the hot tub. When he did the hot tub, I was like, okay, I'm done. Mm-mm. Yeah. Then I don't like the whole little shirtless in Miami after he beats Redskins. Like, he just hops on the train and just goes to Miami, you know, and then flies out to Miami. Yeah. That's, I'm that's glad how they got, got in the playoffs, right? I'm glad, and they making the playoffs you, after that game? Yeah. I'm glad they yeah, lost to the Packers the next week. I'm glad they lost. That made me happy. Hey, man, that's me. You out there kicking it with Trey Songz. You know how them Petersburg dudes do it? Not a bird, yeah. go. And that's why I'm kind of <laughs> glad they lost. I'm like, look at these guys on a boat after they hand how how we gift wrapped that game to them. Yeah, man. That's, that's <laughs> and that's why Kirk Cousins is in Minnesota. The end. Um, but yeah, that, that was despicable. I ain't let yeah. you go with that. When Kirk Cousins was your boy, man, you was sticking up for Kirk Cousins. I mean, I was, but then if you have a, the thing about it is, you have a home game 
against a division rival, which they already had the game sold up. Dude, they didn't even play Eli Manning in the second half, and we still <laughs> lost. Like, they, I swear, I, I, swear I, I kid you not, I guarantee you Odell and them was already thinking about, like, what we're going to do in Miami. Like, I'm dead serious. Like, the game, because the Giants already clinched. So all we had to do was we win and we're in, because I think they won a division. So they won a division, I think. Or something, I, I forgot, it was a wild card or whatever. They were in, and they called the dogs off, and we still lost. Like, oh, my God. This dude said he was already paid. He was. <laughs> he was texting yeah. people. Hey man, what we gonna do? It's Miami. Yeah, they probably they probably was making plans on the sidelines while Kirk Cousins throwing throwing interceptions left and right. Like, come on now. But yeah, man. So let's get into our top five list. So this week we got our top five. I call it ESPN thirty for thirties slash sports documentaries. Uh huh. So who you got? Um, well, uh, you know, our, our boy Jamie, he uh, jumped in, and he put um, Hoop Dreams is his number one all-time. Um, Nowinski's Perfect Shot, Reggie Miller, Winning Time, The Two Escobars, that was good. Uh, Muhammad Ali's When We Were Kings. Um, I got um, Lenny Cook, um, The Dr. J, um, The Doctor. Iverson, it was mm-hmm. called the Iverson. <clears throat> then I put um, "Shut Up and Dribble," uh, and I also threw in the resurrection, the resurrection of um, of Jake the Snake Robert, and I put twenty four seven. You know, from HBO, I put mm-hmm. Mayweather versus Ricky Hat, Emmy Award winning. Yeah. I, you know, uh, my notable ones. I, you know, I knew you probably thought I was gonna put more than a game. But I put more than a game, no Moss, Facing Ali, and Team Foxcatcher. Yeah, mine is it's weird because even though um, – so five is going to be – well, I'll do my honorable mentions. I'll do the Lim Bias 30 for 30, uh, the Fab Five documentary. They have my honorable mentions. So coming up at five – Come Fly With Me, uh, the Michael Jordan documentary of his early um, years as a Chicago Bull. Uh, number four is Surviving Advance, the uh, story of the 83 NC State Wildcats, even though I'm a, I'm a Tar Heel fan, but hey, it was a great story. Uh, number three, mm-hmm. uh, Benji, um, you know, yeah. Chicago hoop legend that tragically died in, uh, you know, in, uh, in 84. Um, OJ uh-huh. Made in America, uh, great. I watched that the other day. I'm not gonna front. I watched uh-huh. that the other day. Um, that was still to me is always compelling. Um, just you know, just I guess it's just more so just the age I'm in, and he's kind of kind of almost remembering some of those things that happened. And saying, I remember the verdict, even though I was like what ten, I was like in the sixth grade. Uh-huh. But I do recall that. That's weird. With that, you know, you know, certain things you remember, especially like in middle school, right. where everything seems like a, 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 a daze. And then, even the last week we did a sports one, uh, still is gonna be hoop dreams. Hoop dreams be number one basketball sports movie documentary movie. 
Pierce is going to be number one regardless. You know what I remember about that OJ Simpson? Yeah. You know what I remember about that? That it actually mm-hmm. wasn't it like a playoff game going on. Yes, yes, that was um, cut it off. NBA Great. Finals. And that's funny. I remember that too. Because I remember <laughs> we, was, were, was, we were moving. Like, thank God. <laughs> I remember that. That was what game five or six. It was game five of the NBA Finals. It was Houston versus New York. And I remember that day. That was on a Thursday. Mm-hmm. I remember that day. They're so crazy. See, that's another thing where it's like you remember that. Cause, and I remember we were moving. And I remember we were packing that night. And that's crazy. I mean, I was like nine years old. And I remember that. <laughs> like, it happened like yesterday. It's weird. Like, right. how, you know, these type of moments. And I remember it was like Thursday. The NBA Finals was on, and then mm-hmm. the chase, the chase happened, and I, yeah, that's just crazy. Like you said, it's funny, like like you said, going back to it, then mm-hmm. showing how it pans on. It's almost, and I remember a day because I forgot what day it was. It was June, because it was June seventeenth, nineteen ninety four, and then mm-hmm. they also had a thirty for thirty for that, and it kind of showed that day of just the parallel everything was going on. I think that mm-hmm. day the Rangers won the um the Rangers had the New York Rangers had their um parade that day. Um ah, what was it? The Masters some cause it was it was um it was Arnold Palmer's last tournament. And it's funny how they put those two together like a parallel because they were in Hertz commercials together. Mm-hmm. And it was crazy how they put that parallel together. It was other MLB games. Um, then you had uh, the U.S. Open in Chicago. Uh, oh, Oprah Winfrey being the master of ceremonies, and, and, uh, and you know starting starting out the party in Lam- in, um, in Soldier Field. I mean, a lot of stuff was going on that day, and it's just it's crazy to couple that with this OJ and Made in America. It's crazy, like it's. That's that's it's that June seventeenth, nineteen ninety um nineteen ninety four. It's interesting. Right. What a day. What well, a, it was it was just such a weird day and that's and it's it was weird how they kinda encapsulated that day, just the weirdness of it. The crazy thing is, you know anything about that area, like traffic is always crazy there. And for them mm-hmm. to just be you know what I mean? Yeah. But my uh brother sent one in, man. And it, he said, more than a game, Fab Five, the Youngstown Boys. I think that's about Maurice Claret. Oh, yes, yes. Right? I forgot about that, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the Nature Boy. He said, Bad Boy Pistons, the U. I remember. Oh, no, Iverson, definitely. yeah. But the, the Benji one, he was so, he was young, bro. Like, when they were 30, like, he was young. And I wanted him to watch it. And then my mom watched it with him. I said, I want you to watch this, man. You know, and he was like, okay. Yeah. And he watched it. And he was like, he thought about it. He said, son, that dude was a big basketball player. And he was like, um, yeah. um he said, uh, he said, think about it, man. He was that tall and he running up on you. And he said, man, you'll be scared as hell. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's this yeah. big, too tall dude kind of coming at you a certain way, you know. And look how small he was. Mm-hmm. He was small. You know, he was a small cat. Yeah, man. He's, Hold that's on. That's another thing. Yeah. No, you talking about Benji? I thought Benji was yeah. the dude from Chicago that was real tall. 
Yeah, no, I'm talking about the dude that shot him. Oh, yeah, yeah, my bad, yeah, my bad. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, he's a short guy. Yeah, he's like, you know, he's what probably, it's probably it's a normal high, I mean, and no telling because the boy was like, who was like, what, 13 at that time? I mean, he was already kind right. of shooting now even as a, you know, almost a 50-year-old man. He was short right. then. I mean, right. who's an, so I mean like, you can even I look remember, at the picture. Yeah. Right, I, I was just, just seeing, seeing it and seeing how good he was. And they were saying, mm-hmm. <laughs> they were saying, like he liked house music, and I bust out laughing because yeah. you know how how house music is, and he be moving his shoulders because like I'm yeah. still be watching um, uh, Dion Cole, I think his name is, and he be doing mm-hmm. like he's been doing DJing live on uh mm-hmm. on his IG, and he's they really Chicago's really into house music, so I be yeah. cracking up because his faces he be making, and I'm like, damn, Bendy Tall self to some house music, yeah. But, because like his teammate, bad remember, situation. Remember his mm-hmm. teammate was saying how he'd be coming to the party, like he'd be practicing all day yeah. to the party. Right, that was crazy. Yeah, remind me of a lot of. Uh, he remind me of when I look at him. It made me think of Tim Duncan a lot. And what's crazy about it all? I thought, and it's weird because he had a son that's my age. He might be a little bit older than me. And that's right. to think, wow, like this dude, like literally, like, like that's crazy to think he was only, you know, that's crazy. And right. I'm like, wow, he had a child at 17 years old. I mean, you, you it was like know nine, what, he was a what nine he, nine week old baby, and then it's, you know, then his right. dies, essentially. Right. You do know what uh uh the team Foxcatcher is, right? Who? Right. So Foxcatcher was an area in Pennsylvania where um, one of the, I think the son or the grandson of DuPont, the owners of DuPont, where mm-hmm. he wanted, he was trying to orchestrate a, a training um, facility for um, people to go for the, for the Olympics, Olympics wrestling. They made a movie about it with um, Channing, um, What's the dude, Channing Lane? I forgot the dude's name, but they made a Channing. movie about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And the dude from The Office, forgot the main character, he played he him. Yeah, man, it's deep, bro. Like, it ended up being, like, sex, drugs, and all type of weird stuff going on. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it basically was just about a dude that was a, a spoiled brat, and he wanted to, he had some issues with himself, and he wanted to, like, have, a facility to train wrestlers to be in the Olympics. And he hired this actual Olympic wrestling um, wrestler, hired him to train. And then the guy, um, so they, they, he won, but they had some secrets, right? But but the dude's brother was the actual guy who actually uh, was the trainer. So he came in and and kind of whatever secrets the wrestler and the guy had, it was really deep. It's It's some weird stuff going on. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, man. And then the Nomos one, man, with Sugar Ray Leonard and, uh, uh, man, I forgot the dude's name. Wow. But he basically gave up in, uh, in the fight. And he basically gave, he beat Sugar Ray, and Sugar Ray came back on him in the second fight. And he basically just gave, gave up. But all good documentaries. So, man, the Lenny Cook one is really good. 
Yeah, man. Shout out to Lenny Cook doing his thing in Lawrenceville, Virginia. Oh, man, I almost, I meant to look up the Nick Young one. You heard some stuff about Nick Young? I I think you were telling me about it, but yeah. No, no, have you heard some stuff recently about Nick Young? Nah. Mm-mm. Yeah, he needs to stop. I think he might need to stop hanging in Atlanta because something going on with Atlanta where they uh, there's a lot of stuff going on in Atlanta that's messing up people's <laughs> character. Just, hmm. just, well, yeah. just ask... Um, this is Dwight Howard. Yeah, phone phone Dwight. Word, word. Dwight. You remember what they confused? Remember what he yeah, right? There's some stuff going around about oh, yeah. Swaggy Dwight, P yeah. too. They yeah, got some pictures man. of Swaggy P too holding hands. Mm. It's crazy, man. Yeah, man. The city, the, what they what they say, the city. Um, uh, what they say, the city. Something too much now. That um that love too much to hate or some shit like that. I forgot what it was. I don't know what it Atlanta. is. I don't know what Atlanta. Atlanta. I go to Atlanta. I mean the seafood, and you want something to drink? Mm-mm. You can give me some Wafiti water. <laughs> I'm just I'm just going to the CNN Center and the College Football Hall of Fame and take me a Delta flight home. And you know what's so funny because that was supposed to be on my list this year. And I sure hope I sure hope I'm, I'm able to go there. And that's another thing too, where a lot of this, you think about a lot of things, and you're like, you know what, certain things you kind of hold held off doing, and uh-huh. now you don't have an opportunity to do it. Right. And it's just like man, it's about valuing. You got to do it. You got to do it. Because every time I right. keep and on saying, oh, I'm never going. Oh, I kept on, and I tell you, I kept on saying like, well. I'm gonna go to Atlanta because I want to go and do this. I want to go and do that. And now it's mm-hmm. like I'm gonna go to Pro- College Football Hall of Fame. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to CNN Center and do it next time. I, I'm with. I'm telling myself. And so many things like, oh, I'm gonna do this in 2020. Uh now you're not. Okay. 2020 is done. So let's put a ball right. this week's Couch Coach Live game ball and final thoughts. Yeah. Uh, game ball I'm giving to uh, Nikki McCray. She is the ODU former women's coach. Um, she's had an offer to Mississippi State, and she decided after a couple of days to take the offer. Um, during the three years, um, this, this actually this, this season she had a breakthrough season where she had 24 victories. Um, and then she was in a conference, um, US in conference USA. You know, out of the, out of all three seasons, um, she was fifty three and forty. Um, the first season she was eight and twenty three. The second season she was twenty one and eleven. And this season she was twenty four and six. It's really sad because um, she's actually they was number two in the conference, and mm-hmm. by them beating Rice, I think they beat Rice by like thirty some points, if I'm not mistaken. No, I'm sorry. They beat Rice, and Rice had a 30-game winning streak. They mm-hmm. broke it. So they might have got an NCAA. They believed that they would have got an NCAA bid. But some of her um, history, she's a former Olympian. She's a WNBA star. And um, she said that it was her dream. She, it's actually her dream to coach in the SEC. So that's one of the reasons why she um, – got this job and I'm just really shocked because she had so well but um you know congrats to her game ball I'm really happy for her, man I'm uh, you know I'm nervous I haven't talked to my brother yet 
to see what he wants to do, but that's great, man. Like, she turned the team around, and they would have had a wonderful season. You know, this virus, man, you know. Yeah, man. Might not have knew how far she would have been able to go, you know. I know. Congrats to her. Very disciplined. I love watching her play ball. I love watching her coach them. They make a miss a layup or miss an assignment. She already, even if the person just came, you know, off the floor, she they going back out. She, that's that's. I love that, B. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not once a team sport, B. Loved it. Yeah. But um, shout definitely. out to you. Yeah, man, definitely, man. She's going to Stark Vegas, man. Shout out, shout out, shout out to Mama Jean. Yeah, right, that's what I thought. Right. Stock Vegas, baby. Right, that's what I thought. I Stock said, wow. Vegas. Stock Vegas, baby. Right. What, what was the barbershop name? Oh, man, you know what? I forgot. Man, I meant that because he, he, I go to those games all the time. I never liked Dak. Nah, Dak don't know how to throw that ball down the field. <laughs> yeah, man. That's crazy. But, um, yeah, yes, I, indeed. I, yeah. I yeah, man, definitely going going to Stock Vegas, baby. Let's get it. Right. Yeah, man. So um, Stock Vegas. <laughs> Vegas, man. Ew. <laughs> I I'm not gonna front. I kind I kind of enjoy my time in Stark Vegas. I ain't gonna lie. That's when everybody. You know why, B? Because when we got there, we just rode all the way from Spokane, Washington. So yeah. when we got there, it was the new people. It was a breath of fresh air. It was we were so tired that we just felt like wasn't nobody on us, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and truth be told, it was like the we really certain people were gone, like yeah. people were really yeah. gone, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So yeah. we were just kind of like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. So Vegas was cool, man. I mean, yeah, I mean, then plus the living accommodation was a little bit better, you know. Um, except for those, except for those weekends in Tupelo. Oh, and, uh, yeah, that's when you know. got your first, your first uh, pedicure. And uh, and kiss kiosk, it was a kiosk. The thing where Oprah went from. So yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, Kusiosk or something else. Other than those right. little, those little weekend trips, Las Vegas was right. cool. Las Vegas was was straight. Right. But yeah, man. Right. Um, so my game ball goes out to Isaiah Todd, uh, the former John Marshall standout. Um, so he played last season in a prep school in North Carolina. Um, he was committed to going to Michigan. He's the class of 2020. So he decided today that he's gonna um, he's gonna decommit from Michigan and is gonna actually um, gonna play pro next year. Um, he's already um, looks like he's gonna be hiring an agent. So we're not sure if he's gonna go to the, to the G League. Or he's gonna go overseas, and then you know, uh-huh. then with bad take his talents to the NBA. But definitely, huge shout uh-huh. out to Isaiah Todd. He was a another one of those guys who was a, was a thrill to watch here in Richmond. You know, then you know the times seeing him and, and John Marshall play was always a treat. So definitely, huge shout out to Isaiah Todd. I I really wanted him to come to Carolina so bad, but then you know, <laughs> hey, you know, but Jawan, Jawan, and and you know, Jawan. Woo, you know, wooed him and, you know, made him commit to Michigan. And then you see now where Isaiah wants um, Isaiah Todd's, I'm going to, um, you know, going to be playing professional next year. Stiffy Hughes, shout out to him. Uh, final thoughts, man. Um, You know, uh, man, everybody just stay safe, man. And like I said, 
if you just don't complain, I know you're bored, you know, figure out a way to deal with it and try to find a positive way through it and be creative and be valued. So when you get used to this and when you're able to go out there and get normal, man, like you value stuff, like you, you, you want, you appreciate it a little bit more. You know what I mean? Like all, all this, this virus is sad and we have to deal with a lot, but you know, like I said, we talking about sports. We also was talking about documentaries and, and history and, you know, and stuff like that. Like you can go back. Like I think there's a documentary about the, the guy who came did the very first jump shot. Nobody was doing a jump shot before this guy. Do you know who he is? Um, nah. Right. That's something that we should know. They should be talking about. Like last year through the NBA finals, I found out that basketball actually, it was a Canadian that actually came up with basketball. You know, this is stuff that they could put together to entertain us. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but just, just stay positive, everybody. And just, you know what I mean? Keep doing what you need to do. Stay safe. Get you some masks and some gloves and some wipe down stuff. You know? Also, I think everybody should somewhat communicate because there is starting to be tissue. There's no dishwashing liquid in some places, but just communicate with one another so you can keep, you stay stocked. Now they're putting limitations of how much tissue and and paper towels you can get because, again, people aren't being adult-wise. They're not doing what you're supposed to do, people being greedy. So kind of communicate with one another when you see those certain things so you can stay stocked up. Yeah, most definitely. Um, yeah, so before we uh, before we round out, um, definitely um, some um, you know some things have been going on in the world of sports that definitely need some um, attention. Um, definitely our hearts, our thoughts, and prayers and condolences goes out uh, to Hank Bro. Steinbrenner and his family, um, who Hank Steinbrenner just passed away um, today. And then also um, our thoughts and prayers to the family of Tavares Jackson, uh, the former um, NFL quarterback who um, passed away Sunday in an accident uh-huh. in, Alabama, um, in Mississippi. Um, definitely our um, thoughts and prayers. And then, and then uh, thoughts and prayers to Carl Anthony Towns, um, who lost his mother uh, yesterday. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, man, just, you know, thoughts and condolences. To you know, to these um, these three these family members of um, of these of, of these athletes, you know. So, yeah, man. Um, like you said, further said, hey, man. Yeah, man. Um, so, hey, man. Like you said, as, as you I'm saying earlier, kind of piggyback up to your point, guys. Just stay positive, remain encouraged, stay healthy, and stay at home, man. Right. And for um, you know, so let's um let's 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 get on out of this thing. And man, for Maui, this is Coach, it's Couch Coach Live, man. We we'll catch you guys next week. All right.